welcome to the podcast. Um, this is my own podcast now, Reese Popperwell, upcoming on YouTube. Now, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, I've got Sam with me. Say hello, Sam. Hi, guys. How we doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. It's been a while since we've done one of these, isn't it? It has, mate. It has. Definitely. Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I've been straight up looking forward to doing another one because it's been, what? Too long. Two months? Three Nearly months, two months? Three months since we did the last one. Uh, I think it was um, on my channel. It was... I think it was the Margate one for Fedora's, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it's it a was. point. It was the Margate... That was beginning three of March? Ago. Yeah, three months ago. Jesus. Um, yeah, so... Um, this is going to be an ongoing thing, guys. Um, when the lockdown's lifted, I am going to be getting round. I've had a couple of people come forward and say they'd like to talk, you know, tell their stories, talk about different subjects, which is really encouraging. Um, I am actively looking to go onto YouTube uh, and do the video podcasts and the video interviews. Um, that will be coming in the foreseeable future whenever this lockdown's lifted. Um, so. Without further ado, let's crack on. How have you been doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a bit crap with all this coronavirus stuff going around, mate. Um, it's not been easy for me. And uh, being at home all the time, it's sends you quite do lally and sends you yeah. all over the place, mate. But yeah, I'm uh, getting there. Yeah, getting there. Do you know, when we sat and did the last podcast for your channel, um, when we sat and did that in March, I honestly didn't believe that we'd still be sat in this position where we're still none the wiser, really. We still haven't got a sort of time on when we can go out. We don't know anything. I mean, Boris's speech, well, I mean, it left a lot to be desired, let's be honest. It, I didn't really get the message what he was trying to say at all. To be quite honest, um, I know, and I'm sure you won't mind me speaking about it on here. You, you know, you have struggled a bit recently. Um, we've spoke as friends, um, and you know, I, I want to try and help the lad as much as possible. That's kind of the idea. What I'm trying to go, you know, the lane I'm trying to go down uh, with these podcasts. Talk about a lot of things, really, from football to rugby to golf to mental health. Um, anything really yeah just a bit of everything um, I mean I know like like I say I know you won't mind me saying it but you have struggled a bit and I have as well mate you know um, I have really struggled in this lockdown period obviously as you know different things have been going on at home um, it's tough mate I, I think we've just got to kind of you've just got to keep smiling you've got to think of the better days and you know just just wait till that lockdown's lifted a bit, mate. We can get some sort of normality back. Um, if I can kind of start with a positive message, if you like. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, Before people start moaning as well, round round, it's because of a few family issues and a few issues. So before people do start moaning, yeah, the reason I'm round at Reese is because of reasons. So. Yeah, I feel like I need to clarify that as get it out there and for a bit of clarification so people know sam is living with me at the moment um due to a few family issues at home etc it's it has made it a bit more awkward with the lockdown um but he knows my door was always open for him um so i'm, I'm glad to kind of help him out really yeah. that's 
that's just what mates do. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, it's the same as when I lived at my mum's. It's an open door policy, mate. It always has been and it always will be. And it's the same with my house. And I appreciate every single bit of it, mate. Yeah, no problem. It's, I think it's, you're, um, I think it's all well and good when things are going well, the people that are stood with it, but it's when it don't go so well and when it goes fucking south, mate, that's when you you really find the people that they're in your lane sort of thing, do you know what I mean? That's the way, without sound, trying to sound like an American rapper. Yeah. Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, you find, when the chips are down, that's when you find out who's really there for you. Um Again, just to kind of touch on it, my own mental health hasn't been the best. Um, I have really struggled recently with the isolation. Um, I think it's just because it's me. It's just me here, and I'm I'm set. You know, I'm sat here, and I'm kind of every day. It's like the it's the repetitive cycle, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm not at work. I'm not able to go back to work yet. So it's it's kind of get up at stupid o'clock, sit there, go on the games consoles whatever it xbox playstation or whatever you go you know go to bed and it's kind of the same cycle and when you do that you get yourself i mean i know i did i got myself in a real bad rut and i really really struggled to get out of it and i'm still trying now um for anybody that knows me and i don't mind speaking about it now i've suffered with mental health anxiety and depression for over 10 years um it kind of all spawned from losing my dad really at 17 and that that's what kind of set me off because I'd never really... so I've always had like underlying... I'm not going to say issues, I'm not riddled with them, but, <clears throat> you know, mental health is such a fragile thing and I think if I can pass on my experience and my knowledge to people, I'm doing a good thing, you know. And, I, I, and now, obviously, with the upcoming YouTube channel... I'm trying to put my energy into something positive rather than just sitting and festering all day, sitting and just wondering about what went wrong, how my head is. It's like you constantly left. It's like an abyss. It's like a black hole. And it's so hard to get out of it. But I'm I'm slowly getting there. I'm climbing the wall every day. So, yeah, you're climbing and we've just got to kind of get there, mate. We've got to keep positive. On a lighter note, Fedoras, big news coming out of our Fedoras camp this week. New kit, what do you reckon? Um, <clears throat> my first initial opinion was when the designs come out, um, I think everyone can agree no one liked the designs. But in the, in the actual um, writing itself, it said colour it didn't actually say the design so caught me out it caught yeah it caught me out as well <clears throat> so obviously yeah everyone chose what colour um kit they wanted i chose burgundy you chose orange i believe orange and black yeah, yeah so there was three options there was yellow and blue uh burgundy and white and black and orange and the kit we got was orange yeah orange and very nice the design is in my opinion i think it's stunning I think it's a really. Do you know what? I'm very, very happy with how that kit's turned out. I am as well, mate. I mean, it it kind of all. We are talking about our Fedora Sunday League football team, just in case anybody's wondering. But you can go over to Podbeam and uh, follow us on Podbeam as well. Yeah, we do have a um, we do have an account on Podbeam. Um, We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. 
Um, we are making waves with that. We, I think we'll go, I think we'll go quite far with that. I do, yeah, because we've got people on the same kind of wavelength that want to kind of push the podcast and all our content, which will be coming in the new season. God knows when that's going to be. Yeah, could be, a, could, be, ages, could, be a, yeah. could be a fair while. Yeah. Um, but yes, we have got them social media outlets. We are trying to push that as well. Going back to subject with the kit. When we looked at the colours, there was three different colour kits to choose from. The design of the kit, I know it was just a base picture, but we all got kind of, we got fooled, didn't we? Yeah. I didn't read the post properly in it, and I thought that was the kit we was having. I'll be honest, the kits we we looked at, Horrible. Are the, are the original colours, um, they was awful. I mean, not necessarily the colours, but it was the style of the kit. The style, I didn't like, like, it was like a V-neck. Horrible, horrible old-school retro V-neck collar. Yeah, it wasn't very nice. But the gaffer got his rod out, cast and caught some big bait, because I think at least five people I messaged him. messaged him, yeah. It's, I said, I, hope, I, I actually said to him, right, and Willow will back me up on this, I sent him a message on Facebook and I said, surely the money that we've put away for them kits would enable us... Like in the kit, the money that we put in the kit, it would enable us to get better kits. And he was like, "Mate, honestly, read the post again. It says the colours, not the style." And I was like, "Oh, just, I get you." Just go into the kit as well. This will be our new home kit. New home kit of fedoras. The boom, blue boom, boom. one is going to be the away kit. Just to clarify that with people, because people have been asking why is why is this a new home kit when your blue kit's beautiful? Why not keep that as your home kit? We always said we were going to have a second kit. We always did say it, but we didn't know if it was going to be this one was going to be the home or the away. But the gaffer has obviously come out and said that he wants us as a new, new home kit. And I am very, very him, happy. Him Gar- Gaz, which is a German. Yeah, the uh, chairman. Fair play to him. We've done really well with that. The one that puts in money in. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think um, the kit. It's very smart and. I think big big things are going to come this year. I genuinely believe that. I think big things are going to come from Fedoras this year. I think we could possibly push for that this season. Yeah, I think... There's a few teams in that league this season that thought they're going to walk over us because we're a new team and we've gone and beat some of the big boys in that league. Martin we've done twice. Um, Margate we've beat. Well, we beat them in the cup, didn't yes. we? Sorry, we? We, we lost away. We was oh, sorry, of... no. It was Le- sorry, it was Leverton. We beat once and we lost to them. Yeah, but... we beat Leverton 5-1. Yeah. We beat Morton twice, who were no mugs. We got to a cup semi-final as well. Yeah, we, we was heading for a real... We were going for it. Yeah, we I mean, I, I genuinely think we could have beat Morton in the I semi-final. Mean, It'd final. be a tough final because we was playing either Tickhill oh, or Black Horse, from yeah. Ke- Black Horse from Blyton, so... It wasn't going to be easy, even if we did get through to the final. But I think to, for us in our first year to get into the Divisional Cup semi-final, I think that's... that's a great achievement. It was, and I think it's a, it's a real good starting block for us. We struggled at parts in the season. We had a, we had a, It was just after Christmas time. We struggled a little bit. I think we lost two or three games on the bounce, and it looked like all oh, the confidence had just gone from what... From how we was playing last season and the football that we were... I, I was, it's the best football I've seen. For, for any Sunday league team that I've played for, it's definitely the best football. Um, not to mention, you know, we have got better players, yeah, fair enough, but it's the way that we play. That's what pleases me the most because we knock the ball around. We're not a long ball team. Well, we can't be, can we? No. We ain't got the players to play a long ball team. I think 
our biggest problem is is just finishing a game off. We seem to get tired near the end, and I think that's our biggest problem. I think, I, I think fitness came into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly think the other teams in that league are that much fitter than us, really. I, I genuinely barring, don't think they are. Barring maybe Black Horse, who are probably the best possessional-wise team, and maybe more, and I think we could have, we could we could be anyone in that league. I pers- personally, from what I've seen, I didn't play the first Morton game. We beat them five-one, but oh, I played in the away game. game when we beat them two-one. And they knocked the ball around better than anybody in that league. That I've them and Tickhill, them two together. Two of the best. Well, they are the two best teams in that. Thing league. is, with Tickhill, I think the reason they do well, they can play football, but they've got some big lads in that yeah. team. I, I would say their two centre halves are probably the best two centre halves in. That oh league. mate, one hundred percent. Like, and if they are, and if if they are listening, well, I appreciate. What they do for yeah, at they the end are, of the day, mate. Let, let's be great defenders. No, they are. I mean, that tall lad. I, I, I can't remember his name. Tall, skinny lad. Yeah, you've got him, lad. and you've got that other centre half, yeah. who's a massive unit at the side of him. Them two mopped everything up. We didn't get a sniff, and like that is the first time in all of last season where I thought we're not going to score here. Like that, them two were mopping up everything. Um. Some big props to Tickhill, really. They're probably the best team that I've come up against. Um, I mean, I'm surprised that they wasn't... I think they've lost, they lost four or five games last season, which kind of... You're not going to win the league if you've lost four or five games. Not in Sunday league. Um, so, I mean, fair play to them. They've got a really strong squad and they're going to get stronger next year, no doubt. Um, I think we'll come back stronger... Whether we push for the league, I'm not sure. I think we can definitely push for we top push four. For I think we could push for top four. Um, I st- the, the only problem is, Sam, that the other teams in that league have all got the advantage of playing. I mean, look at Morton. Most of them wasn't over the age of 23. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, you can, That's a team that's come from junior leagues all the way up together. And, and people, it's, it's, it's quite easily overlooked that. But when you're used to playing with someone for that long... They only had a couple of lads over the age of 25. And one that centre mid, can you remember? Yeah. Ran the yeah, game, yeah. mate. Ran the game. Bags the thing, of energy. The thing is with everyone, the thing is with the teams in that league, anyone can beat anyone in that league. It, it was shown by what we did to Martin and what um, Westwood side, I think. No, not Westwood side. Westwood side uh, beat. King's Arm, sorry, you beat, yeah. I think. It just shows two of the bottom teams in that league can beat top of the league. I would probably say King's Arm's reserves... Um, and I don't mean any disrespect by this, but out of all the teams we played, they was probably the worst one out the bunch to me. Leverton are a better team than Kings Arms. If if you ask me, in my opinion, and that's not a dig at them either. I'm no, just saying what I've seen. I think the game that we lost to them was very unlucky due to the fact that our first goal, no, sorry, their first goal was offside. You which, gave, you which, gave, which, which game? Which game are we on about? Kings Arms, where we lost three one to him. You gave that stupid penalty away last minute. Oh uh, yeah, that one. And then the, I think now, nah, to be honest, it is got. Oh no, no. Um, we was losing two one when I gave that penalty away. Their first goal was offside. Yeah. Adam Oliver put one in top bins. Great. Yeah, finish. in his own net. I couldn't yeah. believe that. Great I was finish. like, wow, okay. <laughs> Great finish. And then you gave that penalty away. So their three goals come from Nafal, really. I mean, no, I yeah. I mean, the, I, I was at fault for the last goal. We were chasing the game, and to be fair, we had 
If you're going to look like, I don't know, a percentage off the top of my head, I'd say we had at least 60, 70% oh, of the ball. Like we, sec, sec, second half we did, first half we was a bit... Mm, we was a bit ropey. Yeah, um, yeah and, so, and we had new players in that. We had new players in Yeah, that Cooper well. was Cooper playing. Cooper was one of them and... I'm what just saying... No, no, he didn't ignore me. No, I, was, no. I know we had Sam Thurkel in goal, I remember that. But yeah, I, we was losing 2-1. And I give a penalty away. This lad cut in from the left-hand side. His feet were just too quick for me. He I think it, was, it was just laziness when I really give him away. But it was just it was when you when you're just chasing a game and you just get tired and you just give a stupid penalty away. It's just like it was one of them where you you can't. You, you, I don't know. It was it was tough. It was just to even give it, mate. It was. But yeah, it was. Shit referee and all. No Oh God. So, the amount that, of you times can't, you can't the referee. referee just runs the game. The amount of times we had him last season, he's yeah. fucking awful. So what be as bad as Jerry in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> we won't get started about him, no. We won't that get was, started about him. That was awful. Um Who would you say has been your player of the season this season? Or who's been your outstanding? Have we player? spoke about this? Well I don't think we have yet, have we? I don't think we have because we was gonna have a discussion on my channel or we were gonna do it on the Fedora's channel, but we didn't end up getting to it because of what's going on, so let's. I can't actually remember who I picked as my three. You know. No, I'm not about your three. Who has been your outstanding, like your? I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying player. to think, and I can't remember who I said. Or, who's been your? Who's come into the team, and you thought, oh, I know, they're not going to have a good season. They're not. They're not going to impress me this season, but they've actually had a worldly of a season. Or not a worldly of a season, but they've had a a very. Like outstanding season when I've like shocked you and you didn't realize like, you didn't think they was going to shock you. I know mine is. Well, I if you, it's the way that you worded the question. So who's imp- so, who's impressed you the most this season? Elliot Brown. I I would say the the th- it's the way that you word it because the way I just heard it was who did you, was you not sure about but then has really impressed you and that yeah. was Ryan Eseltine for me because I, I, I'll be honest I didn't know how he was going to go for him this year with him not playing 11 aside he's only ever played yeah. 5 aside and I wasn't sure how it was going to go the lad's been a rock for us this year See, and got, he's put his body on the line when we've needed him to and that's all you can ask from him he's a proper workhorse I've mate. got two mates either Ryan Eseltine's one of them and I did, I've, I've only played with him once but Zach Graves mate he's, he's oh. compared to Redburn and Glenn. Well, Glennage was his best season until now. Redburn, he wasn't the same player. Zach Graves has come into this team, mate, and he has made that right winger position his own. And he's had a Zach Graves just for me, mate. He's been my surprise player of the year. I would say. I think he's done really well from what I've seen. People are just petrified of his pace, mate. I'm- I know. He's one of them players that could knock the ball 30 yards in He's front rapid. of him and just run onto so it. so quick, though. Yeah, he is rapid. Well, I think w- one thing that we need to work on with him in pre-season is him getting the ball and constantly running at people because he yeah. looks... For someone who's so quick, mate, if I had his pace, I swear to God, every time I got the ball, I'd be making that full-back run backwards because I tell you, that's all he'd have to do. Kenyon says this all the time as he'd have his pace. He'd just, he'd... Use every single day of the week. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? If you was that quick across the ground, you'd you'd. Oh God, fullbacks hate chasing him. Yeah. Because he's and he never stops. 
I mean, fair play to the lad, because he must smoke 20, 30 fags a day, <laughs> isn't it? And he drinks a bit and all. And, so and he's a fair drinker. Fair he he him, can like, suck some beer, yeah, so fair enough to him. Like, I mean, look, next season's going to be tough, the same as this season. We don't know what's going to happen at the AGM meeting when the teams get together, which, well, it's looking like after July at this rate, but... Look, we don't know what's going to happen at the AGM, but one thing I can say is that going into next season, and we're going to be positive, and we're going to be looking to them teams that we lost to. I don't think we'll lose this time. No, um, big shout out to our sponsor as well. We have got yes, sponsor. Um, we was going to mention that PPE four V dot is it dot co dot uk dot com it's PPE4B, uh, one of our players, Pep Lopafido, the Italian hashtag the Italian Stallion. Yeah. Um, it's his PPE business. So please go over there and leave a leave a like on his uh, page, please. It really does yeah. He's got a page on Facebook which is run by the same name PPE Four V, the number four yeah. and then a V. Um, yeah, I mean, fair play to him. From what I've seen, he, he's making real waves with that business. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know up until about a month ago that he even set that business up and now he's become our main sponsor, so he must be doing something right. Um, So big shout out to Pep. Massive thank you for doing that. Um, It looks sick on that kit. I will will, will say it looks sick. There is actually um, a new photo on the Fedora's page. Yeah, it's on the the Fedora's page uh, and the Twitter account. And the Instagram account. Is it on the Insta as well now? Yeah. It is on all our social media platforms, so people... I think we've got a fairly decent Facebook following now. Is it over 200 and some people? I knew it was over 200 people that follow the page. Um, To be fair, I'm really surprised with how we've done that many people like the page. That's our first season, so... That's our first season. What what do you think the goal is? If if we're going to sound like proper social social media rights, what's the goal for the social... To me... To get to a thousand people, that's mega. Oh, if you ask me, it's mega, man. For a Sunday league football side, but if you got a thousand, like, like hashtag United, yeah. you look at them. Yeah, they're the standout example. They've got millions of followers because there's, yeah. you know, that they do so much social I, media activity. If you're going but, by the aim of what I think by the season, or if you think by the Facebook page, Facebook page, I recommend get a thousand by end of next season. I reckon. I'm gonna say if we hit. Because don't forget, it's only our second year. I think if we hit four or five hundred followers on on the Facebook page, the Instagram and Twitter's a little bit different. I think we don't engage as much on Twitter no. as the other two. Um, the, the Instagram account is very new compared to... I mean, Facebook's been running for, what, over a year since we started the club? Um, oh, since Carl started it, sorry. Yeah. Um, I think... If we can get to four or five hundred people, mainly on Facebook, because that's where most of our followers are, if we can hit five hundred by the end of next season, that's quite a big jump. And we will be pushing it as well. Um, we will be pushing the social media platforms. Um, yeah, big things to come, mate. Big things to come. Which kind of ties into one of the points that I brought up before. Look. This lockdown period has give people plenty of excuses to feel shit. And believe you me, I don't need an excuse to feel shit. I do that to myself most days. But this, this, all this stuff that's going on now, we want it all positive vibes. We want, we really, you know, we really want to push that message home to people that 
positive vibes will get us through. And, you know, sounding like Bojo here, the country will be stronger after this. And as people, I think we will be stronger. This lockdown's definitely tested me, and I know it has you as well, Sam. And I, I'm not trying to talk over... No, you know, no. I'm not trying to take your limelight away, but I know for a fact that it's affected you, as, and def- it definitely has me. Um, yeah, well... If I'm going to be honest. But. No, it, it has, mate. Obviously, I lost my nanny a few months back. Yeah, bless which her. Which was tough. Um, want the same winter funeral and stuff like that. Cause yeah, because you had to go all the way to Cornwall, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, all the way to Cornwall, mate, and... Just even, you can't even stay in a B&B or anything. I just had to stay at my nanny's house. I know. I, I was going to say oh, that to you. Man. I can imagine that was quite tough. Yeah, Bearing in mind, your nanny's just passed away a couple of yeah, days before. and Horrible. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I could do that. I honestly don't. Like, I don't know. I mean, God knows what I'll do when my nana and granddad go. I Christ, think that, but... that, that was probably the hardest part of my life. Going and actually staying in my... Because obviously I was close to my nanny. Staying in my nanny's house just made me. I, I had a. I did. I don't get me wrong. I had a breakdown, mate. Every every man says, men whoever cry mainly cry and wins. But it takes a real man to cry, mate. And when it does, because it's that emotion yeah. that comes out of you. It's it's the same. I always say this to people. That I have cried more, and I don't mind saying this. I'll say it on the podcast and for everybody to listen to it. I have cried more in this last month than I have in the last 15 years. And I worked it out the last time that I felt so low. I couldn't even remember how long. I mean, I was just basing it off a top of my head guess, really. But I've cried more in this last month than I ever have before. Because it it's such a shit situation to be in, man. Like, people don't realise, anybody that's struggling with mental health, your world is completely different to everybody else's. It really is. I can't. I can't think of a better way to describe your world. Is completely different to everybody else's because you see things differently to everybody else. You feel things differently. That's just how it is. Nobody knows why. I don't know where it come from with me, but it started. And we just need to kind of bang home the message of positive vibes. We need. I mean, I know, like you said about your nanny. I knew you was close to your nanny. You had to go all the way down to Cornwall for a funeral. You couldn't even stay anywhere. You couldn't stay there properly to really kind of, you know, give her a great send-off and whatever. My heart goes out to you, mate, because I don't know what I'd have done if it was mine, Nana. Christ, anybody that follows my social media for the last 10 years will know how close I am to mine, so... But, no, I think what made it even hard for me is I couldn't even give my sister a hug or anything, obviously. My sister lives in Cornwall. I couldn't give her a hug or anything. I know, man. Right, like, I know, but, it's tough. Yeah. It's um, I, I appreciate you talking about that as well because it's not an easy subject and I think it takes balls to cry and it takes balls to admit emotion, mate, because a lot of men don't and I tell you, the best thing I ever did is speak out about it because it's helped me no end yeah. when I look back. Um, it's one of the things that I've really clung on to, the fact that I've always been quite open and I haven't really ever struggled to talk, whereas some men do, because it's kind of, it's your pride, it's the macho look, isn't it? It's like, no, I've got this steel front yeah. and no one's going to break it. But what happens when something gets through? You don't know how to deal with it because you're not built that way. You know, I've, I mean, I can just use an example. Aunt Middleton, SAS, talking to Tony Bellew. 
You know, that is a prime example to me of someone that is really struggling. And everybody knows, cause I can look at him and I know he's struggling, but he always put his efforts into a boxing ring, into the gym, the camp, the fight camp before. Now he looks lost. And, that's, and a lot of men will feel that. And I fully, fully sympathise with men who are struggling to speak out about your mental health and your emotions and how to how to kind of deal with it. It's a really hard thing to do. It's very hard. I'm lucky that I was starting to see a counsellor just before the lockdown period started, and she was fantastic. I'm not going to say a name. For you know, I could say a name, but I'm not going to just for kind of a bit of confidentiality, really. But. She was absolutely fantastic and the things that we've worked on, I spoke to her for two sessions and she'd already worked me out. She's given me things to work on to take away. I miss that. I, I have struggled because of that. That was helping me a lot. It really was. Um, and, well, just I hope the day come when I can go to counselling again and continue the things that I was working on. These are all things, it's part of life. And I think that when you come... When you get to a certain point in your life, you start to realise what's important and what's not. Um, and me being 29, and I'll be 30 next year, don't repeat that. <laughs> and I think that you, you do, you, you start to gain a sense of perspective, you know. Um, it's tough. It's really, really tough, man. Like, I, I have really struggled in this period because it's, it's, we've never faced anything like this before as a country ever we've never had it this severe i mean i lost i lost my other granddad not my granddad pop it was my granddad robbo um we actually lost him a couple of days ago to covid-19 uh it's it, it's just one of them things you know the poor guy was basically defenseless um but it just goes to show kind of how serious this thing is um but yeah, I mean, but fair enough to you, Sam. Big props for admitting that, mate. It take, it does take balls. It takes a lot of guts. It really does to speak out about what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Um, you know my door's always open and you know my phone's always on. So if you ever need anything, then don't hesitate. And that goes for anybody else that's listening as well. My Facebook is an open book, you know, and what I mean by that is anybody can message me Anybody can get in contact. I will take the time out of my day to speak to people because I think I would like that if somebody did that for me. So I will offer the same to other people and that's the way I work. And I think that that's the, you know, I really want to try and drive that message home that there are outlets there to speak to if you need to. Um, don't be scared to speak to anyone. No, don't be. Don't be scared. I don't think be. that's that's... That's the worst thing to do is to be scared to tell anyone about it. Like when I first, when I first got anxiety, I thought I was. I, I when I first actually found out I had it, I thought I had a heart problem, um, and obviously I ran the test and I didn't. And what she it wasn't you was having panic attacks. Yeah, it was panic attacks, and she was she basically she was basically saying that all this sort of stuff, and I kind of thought to myself, I was like, well. Why Why would I be anxious about anything? Because I've got nothing to be anxious about. And then... It's just it's just one of them, innit? Where it just... Someone can just make it click and you struggle with it. But I've struggled with it for the past four years, mate. I have. It's, it's tough. It is. 
People that have anxiety, people that haven't got it or don't suffer with it will never ever understand what people like us go through. Well, because we, don't, we don't know how to describe it ourselves no, half the time, do we? Until you've got it, we? you'll never understand it. No, I, do you know, I saw a post on Facebook the other week and I'm not, I'm not going to name who it was. Something absolutely fucking infuriated me. I, I looked at this post and it is a she... It's, I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm not going to say names. Um, now, I right, just as a quick backdrop, I've had Facebook since 2009, right? I don't know, 2008, sorry. She's been on it, because so, I went to school with her. I never liked her at school either, judgmental bitch. And I, I saw her put something on Facebook, and it was like a piss-take kind of video of people that suffer with mental health, and I thought, how can you be so fucking insensitive? Mm. I, w- I, w- I would never tell people who it was, but I tell you, I was... You can't see me right now. I'm using the little two fingers together to show how close I was to saying something to her. I really had to... I almost had to break my fingers to stop saying something to her because I thought, you insensitive cow. But mm. this is the sort of thing that you're up against. It's... The, I mean, God knows how she'd feel if she suffered with what we do. I mean, I know you've suffered with anxiety. I have actively had depression and anxiety for over 10 years. If she knew even half of what people go through, she wouldn't even, she wouldn't even think about it. No. no. If she can get so fucking low as we have. Um, yeah, it's just unbelievable. These are the kind of people, guys, that you're up against. These are the kind of people that don't understand because they don't understand something, they take the piss out of it. And that is, well, I mean, it's such a backwards way of doing things, but that's what people do, isn't it? Yeah. They fear the unknown, mate. That is, I think that's a lot to do with it. They fear the unknown. They don't know, so they just kind of block it out um, and just kind of play ignorant with it. Well, it's not ignorant. I was quite scared to tell my mum and dad that I had anxiety and depression. Um... Especially telling my dad, because obviously my dad's ex-military and stuff, and he didn't, he didn't believe in all that sort of stuff. Do you think, and, and, and I, don't, I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner, but do you think because your dad's grew up in a military environment yeah. that he has a certain stigma around mental health, yeah. that he doesn't understand it? Because yeah. I find that. I th- like, my granddad served in World War Two. And I can only speak personally. My granddad just does not understand it at all. No. He just think he's one of them where it's chin up, chest out, yeah. sweep everything under the carpet and forget about it. I think it doesn't work like that anymore. The military, well, the military stuff and that, they just don't... I don't think they kind of understand stuff like that. And if anyone is listening who is in the military or anything, please... Please, please leave a comment on this or something because I, I think. Well, now, now some people nowadays probably do understand it more than. I th- do you know what days. I think's helped honestly, and I, I'll let. I don't mean to butt in, but I'll come back to you in a second. I think people like Jason Fox, like yeah. Billy Billingham, they want their like name. Colin Mack. For anybody that doesn't know, they're off celebrity. Well, celebrity SAS. and SAS. Who dares wins. Research them on Google. You'll find everything about them that you need to know. I think that people like that speaking up who've served in the top 
top military service in the world. Like the SAS the is best. up there with the best. The, they, like the they, cre- are, they are the best. The creme de la creme, if you like. They are the best. People like that speaking up, it raises awareness, and they've started a snowball effect now because what they've done is open a can of beans. Aren't they? They've they've opened it now, and it's it's there for people to see it. Yeah. Jason Fox, to be fair to him, I mean he's a very very courageous guy for speaking out like about PTSD like he has. That's what my dad suffered with PTSD. Well, if he suffered with it before, he'll still suffer with it now, yeah, mate. It's not something you get no, rid of, don't. really. But I I do think there's a certain stigma that comes, and not just from military backgrounds. I'm talking about it's it's an older generation. It's a generational kind of thing. You don't. I tend, like, my granddad, like I just said before, he is a chin-up, chest-out, sweep-it-under-the-carpet guy to kind of, you know, it doesn't exist. My granddad is so blind, he plays ignorant to it. He doesn't believe it exists. And I wish he could see how I feel and how I am sometimes when he's, you know, when I don't see him and I haven't seen him for a while, obviously. Um... It's just, it is a generational thing. I think now, because people are so aware of it, it can only be a good thing, surely. I mean, that's, I mean, that's more of a question to you. It's got to be a good thing, surely, yeah, that definitely. people know more about it now. Yeah. I think now people know more about it, I think it's a lot easier for them to... Just get something sorted about it. Like I did, I went, I went to my doctor's about it as soon as I found out. And obviously I got put on tablets, but I had to come off then because I was too... Um, how can I say it? Not strong, but it was... <coughs> they were knocking me out for dead. To be honest... So I, the, I had to come off them. There is some very strong tablets out there that... I mean, Christ, I think it would suppress a horse. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's, there is some... I mean, the tablets... I'm not going to say what tablets I'm on. I do take tablets for my anxiety and depression. Um, they are strong tablets. Like, I take one before I go to bed because I know it knocks me out. Yeah. It's one of the best things I've had for sleep, I tell you. Forget calms, forget sleeping tablets or anything like that. The amount of depressants knocked me for six. Like I, I, I look like I've smoked two joints. Honestly, well, I'm not advocating drug use well, either. I was gonna say you just told them what you want to take. So, hey, you just told them what you take. So, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's no, I'm not going to mention. Oh, the, sorry, I'm yeah. not going to mention the name of the tablets, yeah. but they they're strong. And but I must say, just just stress my point before. I don't advocate drug use either. I am drug and alcohol free. Um, well, no, I am drug. <laughs> well, all right, just drug free. Yeah. But um, yeah, I look. I want to. I want. I want to kind of pick it up, um, to make it a bit lighter. We've had our serious now. We've said what we need to say mm-hmm. on that subject. We've spoke about the Fedora Sunday team. Oh. Big up Fedoras. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to touch on? Yes. What's that? I've got you've got a smile on your face right now, so something's coming and I don't know what it is. Should we talk about Newcastle United? Do we have to? Yes. Or should we just talk about football instead? We've still got twenty minutes, so we might as well talk about someone. You wanna mention Newcastle, don't you? Yes. Take the floor, my friend. Newcastle United are very close to a three hundred million pound takeover, which could lead to us 
being 27.5 billion, which makes us the richest club in the world if this takeover goes through. And I know for a fact you would be buzzing if this goes through. True or not? I'm not saying nothing. Fuck no, off. You, no, you no, were I'm joking. When this no, I'm joking. No, do you know, I'm not a Newcastle fan, but I have said since all this came out a couple of weeks ago about this potential takeover, I said I hope it happens, and I'll tell you why. Alex Ferguson said it years ago, the re- I want to overtake Liverpool and knock them off the fucking perch. If we can't do it, I hope some fucker else can, because there's no way I want Liverpool to keep winning that league. Newcastle... Fine, win the league. Have you, spend your billions. I don't care how much you spend. <laughs> It'll make our games a bit more interesting. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we beat you last season, like so. Yeah, all right. But um, look, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I think the the people that I'm happy for more than anybody it's not the players, it's not the staff, it's the fans, mate. The fans are the people that do not deserve all the sh- pure shite. That Mark Ashley has dished out to him in the last ten years. What is no twelve years 12. is it? Twelve years that man has been running that football club, and I don't even support Newcastle. And I fucking hate him because I just look at what he's doing to that brilliant well, you, football club. You ask any any football knowledge person who knows a lot about football, and you you tell them about Mark Ashley, they'll say, "Ruined your club, ruined it." Well, he has. I mean, thank- I, I remember, mate, when we was in the Champions League. And we went to we went to AC Milan. Leverkusen's. I yeah. remember Leverkusen. I, remember, I always remember League. right. Newcastle, the only team to have ever done it. We was, um, we was bottom of the bottom of the Champions League group stages, and we was the only club. We was we're the only team to ever have gone through on. We were no sorry. We're the only team to have ever gone through. On the last game was on the last game of the, group stage with just three points. How mad's that? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But now you think of it now, <coughs> from Champions League to Championship. Yeah, it's quite smooth. I like the way you did that. Champions mad, League to Championship. No, to be honest, look, Newcastle fans haven't deserved that. I know you're a big Newcastle fan. Get to watch them whenever you can. Um, they don't deserve that, mate. They do not. They they haven't deserved the shit that that fat, useless waste of space. You don't need to support Newcastle, mate. He's a Tottenham fan. He's a Tottenham fan. That infuriates me. It fucking the infuriates fact he me. Said, and do you know what? I don't have an objection to anybody supporting a different club. Like, you, you, say, for example, these Saudi owners that come in, right? They're richer than Sheikh Mansour. They're richer than a lot of them. They are sitting on a fortune. They are literally dot, pound and dollar signs. Yeah. But do you know what I can't work out? Ashley has owned a football club for all this time. I will come back to my point in a minute. He's been he's owned Newcastle for twelve years. What's he actually done in that twelve years? Now you tell me as a Newcastle fan, what's he actually done in that twelve years? Because I can't see a lot apart from getting relegated twice and coming back up the season after. What's he actually done for your football club? I mean, he wasted forty million on a striker. He broke our record signing, which I think, I think the Joe Linton one was a panic buy. Mm, maybe because I don't think Joe Linton's worth thirty million. No, no, not 
I've no, told you, mate. I've told yeah, you. Let him come this. good. You keep saying this. Well, I don't, is he going to get a chance now? Is he fuck? Is, is he going to get a chance no, to shine? Like, we don't even know if Steve Bruce is going to be the manager come the start of next season. So, I mean, is he going to... I don't know. Is I he, think that's disrespectful to Steve Bruce. We, I was going to touch because, on that in a second. Like. Because I think Steve Bruce has done a cracking job at Newcastle. He has. Season. He has. And look how... A lot of people were slagging him off, a.k.a. I was his biggest critic. I'm going di- 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 to dig you out a bit. You can dig me out I'm going to dig you out here, Jenkins. Go on uh, Sam Jenkins' YouTube channel to the day that Newcastle appointed Steve Bruce as manager. Go check it out for me. And look how he's changed his tune now. Yeah, well, when we first appointed him, I was like, Steve Bruce... Steve fucking Bruce, <laughs> right? I just didn't understand my way from a Champions League manager in Rafa Benitez to Steve Bruce. Steve now, fucking Bruce. The game that really did, the game that really did kind of make me think, oh my God, here we go, this season actually might be, this this game might be a bit of a kick up the arse, was when we beat Tottenham 1-0. And fucking Joel that was a way, wasn't it? Fucking, yeah, I was at Fort Pike on my birthday. Fucking Joel and scored. Man I, like, man I, like I, Joe. I'll always, I'll always remember, because me and Leon went back to the room to get changed to go back out for a meal. I'll always remember we had it on the radio. And uh, I think it was DeAndre Edley that took Harry Kane down. And the whole of the Tottenham ground went mental that they didn't give a penalty. And I was stood there, my arsehole was just... Like that, <laughs> it was and I went that full time whistle went. It just made my birthday, but that was the game for me that really did turn for me to Steve Bruce. And the other one was when I went and watched him against Man City. That game was just sensational. It was. I think Steve Bruce deserves a hell of a lot of credit for what he's done with that Newcastle squad this year. I'll be honest, I was the first one. Well, maybe not the first one. I definitely questioned that appointment. I thought, my God, this could go sour real quick. I mean, Newcastle fans was expecting relegation straight off, straight off the rip. Like relegate, you know, there was relegation material. They've been anything but this year. I don't even think at any point they've ever looked like being in trouble. Not that I can remember. Um, maybe towards maybe November time. I think we was. I don't think we won a game in like. Four or five games, I think. I think it was a bit ropey. I, th- I think it was November anyway. We was a bit if and an hour about it. But Steve Bruce has done a really good job this season. He really has, and I'd be, I will be devastated if he does leave. But if the Saudi Arabians do come in and they do get this takeover, which is looking ninety five percent nearly done yeah all, all I think all it's nearly done wait for the Premier League to sign it and tick that box and they've got it. to do the they'll have to pass the yeah, pass fit and proper owners yeah. test won't they first but, but I forgot that it's like competent, yeah. competency test isn't it that they've got only, to do we can only chuck in so much money in a season or something otherwise we're going to um, you, well, you'll violate the FFP yeah, ruling when right, yeah. look at look at Man City yeah but um, well we don't even know what's going to happen with them yet either yeah, no. Um Look, I, I'm happy for Newcastle fans. I think it's something that they deserve. I wouldn't begrudge Newcastle being up there next season. They're not going to be. It doesn't happen overnight. But if Steve Bruce does leave... Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, big question coming. If if, if Steve Bruce does leave, who do you want? Who, who's, who's your go-to guy? Because I know who mine would be. Poch. Pochettino. 
Can you just imagine the Newcastle fans? If he, if, he, if he even replicates half of what he did with that Tottenham squad, can you imagine the love that he's going to get, get from them Geordie lads? Can What's you imagine? He'll get adored up at Newcastle. He'll be like a king. I, I honestly... It'll be, it'll be like Rafa Benitez, but better. Because... Well, you certainly won't be camped in your own half. No, because, <laughs> I will I'm telling you now, right, Pochettino played some very good football. I know, obviously, Tottenham was different but when he was at Southampton mate they played some beautiful football when he was there people forget that they always look at Pochettino was just Spurs well let's yeah, not forget he where class, he got he Southampton, Southampton to but no nah, I think if you ask any, any Newcastle fan you ask Adam Oliver you had, you ask Leon my mate you say to me would you have there is another to be honest there is another young and up and coming manager and I think you was about to mention him but I, I would take Poch but I would also take I know who you're going to say as well. I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Leipzig? Yeah, that's his name. Julian Nagelsmann. That's Nagelsmann, I'll take him as well. I've said, and I'll go out on a limb and say this, he is destined for the Bayern Munich job, or a big job in the future. Yeah. That guy, mate, he's in his early 30s, well, he'd be in his mid-30s now. The guy has got it going on, man. You look at the football that Leipzig play. Yes, they play, since they've come into... Since they got promoted to Germany's top flight, they've, they've played good, good football. Nagelsmann's now took them on to that next level. I mean, they battered Spurs. We watched yeah, it here. Yeah, we did. We watched the game here. They battered Hammer. Spurs. They gave them a right pasting. Not just with... Sc- I don't th- The scoreline, maybe not so much. What was it? 3 or 4 nil on aggregate? I think it was 3 nil or 4 nil on aggregate. Over the- no, we won it Yeah, it was. We was watching the, the, the... Not the first game... But when they played him in the return leg, we was watching it here because it was just before the lockdown. Are you sure? Is that one of Fedora's? No, we was watching it here. I promise you. Promise you, Leipzig Tottenham was here. I thought it was a Fedora's. I always remember I'm sure we had a pool game. I'm sure either way, different subject. But um, Nagelsmann, brilliant, brilliant young manager. Like the guy is destined for a massive, massive job. I mean, look. Maybe not so much in scoreline, but the way they played against Spurs, they dominated them. And I thought, this guy is a serious tactician. He, he just knows how to get the best out of players. And when you look at a team like Leipzig and where they want to go in this next five years, they're going to be pushing Bayern and don't, if they don't lose half the squad, that is, like it's looking like they're going to. But yeah, Nagelsmann or Pochettino, one yeah, of the two. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure about the Nagelsmann one because I don't know what his English is like no. and I don't know if he'd be ready I for a job like that yet. If, if, Poch, if it was anyone, mate, it would be Pochettino and he'd get adored up at Newcastle. I think 100%. if it... If, blood, Christ almighty, Sam. If he plays half the football that Tottenham played up at Newcastle. But this is where the... You see, this is the massive difference, right? Pochettino under Ashley is a completely different kettle of fish. Pochettino with money to spend, unlike Scary. unlike Daniel Levy gave him fuck all at Tottenham. I don't even know what could happen, mate. In five years, he could turn your club around to be a top four team. I genuinely believe that with money, yeah, yeah. without breaking FFP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not go down the city route. Um, what we got about ten minutes left? I've got one more thing, mate. Mm-hmm. Um. It come out on Sky Sports News yesterday about um, Odion Igalo. I don't know if you've seen it or anything. I haven't. I've seen, I've seen nothing about right. Igalo, so what this will be news to me. 
I think it was something to do with Manchester United. I think it was something to do with I'm not willing to give him another 18-month contract. I don't know if it's true. It's, I'm sure it's Austin on Sky Sports. They're not willing to give. They're not willing to give him another eighteen month contract. Let me just have a look. Well, if if that's the case, I mean, like you're just double checking that info now. If that's the case, I think they've been very stupid because I think he's been brilliant for us since he's come in. Who would you take? Oh, here we go. Uh, Manchester United face battle to keep Oni Onigalo as Shanghai Shan expecting back in July. Strikers value over twenty million. If I was United, I'd pay that for him anyway. You'd snatch him up, wouldn't you? Look, even, look even, at how he's played for us, mate. Who could, striker. who could moan? Who exactly. can moan about how he's played for us a since he's come striker, in? Man. At the end of the day, mate, the guy adores the football club. Yeah, exactly. He's a Man United fan. Christ, look, England, in an ideal world, we'd have a team like the class of 92, where they're all, well, apart from gigs, is man born and bred, but he's Welsh. Yeah, work that one out. Yeah, and it's same as Welsh. Play, played for England at schoolboy level, but yeah, same anyway. Same as Rush, Welsh, but he's a, a born scouser. Yeah, he's a scouser. I saw him in an airport in Portugal once. Quite weird, that anyway. Moving on. Um, yeah. I've lost my trail of thought, mate. I've lost it. What was we on about? Odenigalo. Yes. They'd be stupid not to give him a deal. They'd be stupid. Yeah. How he's played since he's come in... He was exactly what we needed. Someone to take the pressure off a little bit, and look how he's performed, mate. Got some bangers as well. That goal against that goal away at Lintz in the Europa League. Me and I thought, you, me and you oh wow! Like, me and you were sat watching it. I was like, oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah I couldn't believe yeah. it. I thought, do you know what? This guy could be half decent for us, you know. But I, that, that it, sorry, I've just remembered what I was going to say. Like in an ideal world, we'd have a young team of English lads who were all Man United fans. The world just didn't like that anymore. But the next best thing is a foreign lad that's a United fan and he's played well since he's come in. Yeah. Why would we... Fucking hell, what is 20 million quid to Man United? Well, what, we paid on. 80 million for Maguire. What's 20 million pounds nowadays? Fucking Liverpool got rid of um, Dominic Solanke for 20 million. Well, I, don't know. I don't know how they managed that. Bournemouth, exactly. How did you manage that? They've 20 had, million nowadays, mate, is nothing. They had Bournemouth's knickers down with that move. Yeah, they did. Tell you. 20 million nothing. quid for Solanke. No, thanks. But... Um, but Look, I, I, I think uh, Igalo should be offered a new deal. Saying that, though, that's just to say that he has to go back to Shanghai in July because it was obviously only a like a short-term deal. I still think... Well, I hope they're going to have him back, mate, because next season he could be a big, big player for United. And let's be honest, if we're going to talk about money, he's not going to be left out... He's not going to be found wanting on a contract at United, is no. he? He's going to get a good wedge of money... And and this is what annoys me about China now, because players that want to move from China, they either want to play football and they'll take a pay drop from what they was on, or they won't go anywhere for money and they'll just sit it out in a retirement league. Because Chinese, the Chinese Super League now is becoming what what the MLS thought, what people thought the MLS was a retirement league. Yeah, I mean, look at Oscar. Who was at Chelsea? He's been in China for what, four, four or five yeah, years I now? Never, I never understood that. He's never going to come back because he's on too much money. He's not going to give that up, is he? I think he would, you know. Look at. Yeah, look but look at, at the teams that he could have gone to, look Sam. Look at Axel Witzel. He went to China and then he's at Dortmund now. Oh, Dortmund, back this weekend. German football. We're gonna, we, we are going to wrap this podcast up in a minute. 
But German football, mate. Football's back on this weekend. I don't care. You could give me German fourth division football. I would watch it. I don't give a shit. Dortmund Schalke this Dortmund Schalke this weekend. What are you saying? We're gonna go. We're we're gonna completely scratch that last convo. We're gonna go straight into predictions. Dortmund Schalke this weekend. What are you saying? Tough game. Massive local derby. Huge. It's tough, mate, because you don't know how the players are gonna feel, how they're gonna react, or anything. No fans. Yeah, you got no ground. You got no fans. (laughs) In my opinion, mate, it's gonna be tough. So I, I. I don't know. I can't give you a score prediction because I couldn't tell you. Uh, well, score prediction, look, first game back after lockdown. I'm personally saying 2 0 Dortmund just because I fucking love Borussia Dortmund. They're pushing for the league, man. They're pushing the four points bit. What is it? Four points behind Munich? Four points behind them. And Leipzig are on 50 and they're 50, one behind yeah. Dortmund. Yeah. Look, it's going to go down to the wire. Do you know, people, just real quickly, people forget last year. Dortmund only lost the league by one point. Well, Bayern only beat them in the last few weeks of the season. Yeah. And that's a big achievement if you're Borussia Dortmund because since the likes of Lewandowski left, the, 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 um, since Aubameyang left, they've been kind of trying to find that. They've been trying to replace that because Dortmund are, unfortunately, my heart sinks, but they're a selling club. And that's it's unfortunate, to be honest, because... The, I mean, some of the squads they've had over the years, and especially under Klopp, was unreal. Um, I'm saying 2-0 Dortmund this weekend. I'll go, I'll Bayern go. Munich, I can give a toss. As long as they lose, I'm not yeah. bothered. I'll go I'll go 1-0 Dortmund. 1-0 you, Dortmund. You can't, you can't spell it, mate. But now we finally find out how we get flights to Dortmund, we are going to go. Yes, we are going to go. We are going to go. Me- when we're going to go, we don't know, but we yeah. are going. When we don't know, um, me and Sam have put it on our bucket list that we will go to watch Borussia oh. Dortmund. Um, there will be a vlog out on my channel. Yes. My YouTube channel. Huge vlog thing. opportunity there. Yeah. Just pushing that out oh, there for the social media heads. Um, I am now 21 subscribers away from 100 subscribers. So please, please, please Woo! go over and subscribe. Please. Can I get my pom-poms out? Yeah, it's Sam Jenkins. Please just go over and subscribe. It really does mean a lot. Yeah, it does mean a lot. I mean, Lord knows, please get him to 100 and shut him up because that's all I've heard for, what, f- Two, three months now? Yeah. I want 100 subscribers. We'll get them then. We'll go. We'll go. It, yeah, you're getting there, mate. Fair play to you. You're starting to build your content and build your channel. Um, I shall be doing exactly the same when I can kind of get around to doing the proper podcasts. Um, do streaming on my channel as well. Yeah, he also does nice streaming at... Is it at Sam Jenkins? No, I just do it on my YouTube channel, mate. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was no. a Twitch account. No, no. Not. It's very rare. That's... Stream on Twitch. I don't. I don't know. It's all on my YouTube channels. Go check it out. Sorry, I'm massively, massively mistaken there because I genuinely thought it was on Twitch, but it is on YouTube. Yeah, we stream, Sam Jenkins. We stream FIFA, Call of Duty. We're going to start doing GTA actually because we've got, finally got back on it. But yeah, we're going to start streaming a lot more and stuff. So uh, yeah, come over and say hello and leave subscribe. Yep, definitely. The details of my YouTube channel um, will be coming up in other podcasts. Uh, I am going to post it on social media so people can go follow, you know, like, subscribe the page. Mm. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add? Or Yeah, um, everyone, please, please, please keep safe. Yeah, please Everyone do. look after themselves and please just, through this hard time, just, just stay alert. Wash your hands after you've been to the toilet. Just wash your hands and stuff. Just look after yourselves. Look after your family. Look yeah. after yourself. Stay safe. 
We'll look forward to doing another one soon, and I hope you guys all stay well. And thank you to the NHS. Yeah, thank you. Massive love, NHS. Thank you very much, and good night.